0: Welcome to the Driven Real Estate Podcast by Remax Hallmark, where we interview top performing realtors, listen to their ideas, strategies, and advice so we can raise the bar and make your story a success story. Here's your host, John Der Perez. Hey, everybody, this is John Der Perez. Thank you for tuning in to the Driven Real Estate Podcast by Remax Hallmark. Today, I'm joined by Barbara Brindle as she hosts this episode of the podcast. Barbara interviews today's guest, who got her real estate license and hit the road running, achieving early success while raising three young children. She gives us insight on a key practice she consistently fulfills up to this day which has been the biggest contributor to her growth and success. She shares with us what keeps her motivated, why it's important to love this profession, and the importance of the culture and environment you work in. She is a consistent recipient of the RE-MAX Chairman's Club Award, and has achieved the REMAX Hall of Fame and REMAX Lifetime Achievement Awards. Let's listen to Barbara Brindle, and let's welcome Barb Blazer. Barb, what is your secret to success?
1: My secret to success is persistence, being and actually being very hungry to get out there and do well. I'm not a person that um, likes to fail, so it's either sink or swim for me, and that's what's happened.
0: I know a lot of people that have that persistence in the
1: first five years, but how do you keep that for 18? I ask myself that question because I've been, I've had several different careers in my life and this is the one that's stayed the longest. I enjoy it. I mean, it's something that every day I go out is different, meet different people, and that's satisfying to me. I learn something new every time I sit in front of a new client and if it doesn't go anywhere or I make a friend out of them a lot most of the time, but I like to learn something every day.
0: Awesome. How did you get started in real estate? You said this wasn't your first career. How did you get started?
1: I was a nurse. Way back when, I uh, used to work intensive care units, and then I had a friend who was a headhunter. And one day we're out, he said, "You should be in sales." I said, "Sure, whatever." So he phoned me and asked me for my resume, and within two weeks I was selling medical equipment, downtown downtown hospitals, operating room, high end laparoscopic equipment. So and then I went on to get married and have children, and decided that. That kind of a life probably wasn't the best travel. I was doing a lot of traveling. And after my third child decided I wanted to sell, and I thought, why not sell houses? So I went back to school, got my uh, education, and started selling.
0: So when you started selling, what did you find your biggest challenge was when you first started in real estate?
1: Juggling my children. Uh, I was single with three children. And when I went into real estate, I think my youngest was four. So I had three little kids uh, to look after and take care of and wonder who's going, who's going to babysit them. And you know, our business back then, we used to go out at six o'clock and not come home till two in the morning sometimes. We're doing deals and we used to drive around and sit outside in the cold. Um, so that was my biggest challenge, figuring that out, where who could look after them and how I was going to do it. So kept me going.
0: So any tips for moms out there listening on how you met that challenge? How did you cope as a single mom with a brand new career in real estate?
1: I I had a lot of really good friends that would help me. I mean, I had to obviously arrange some sort of daycare to babysitters to come in and out and stay extended hours because, you know, as you know, we never knew when we were going to come home. Uh, being very organized, having to, uh, right out of the gate, I mean, when you first start real estate, you kind of flounder all over the place trying different things. I didn't have the luxury of that. I had to figure out what it was, how it was going to work properly, what was going to work, and do it right the first time. The one bonus I had is I came from a sales background. So I knew how to find the end user. And when someone was just spinning my wheels, you know, make, taking me out for no reason, so I figured that out pretty fast.
0: So you mean you knew how you knew people, you knew how to qualify people?
1: How to qualify, how to manage them. How to figure out how much money I needed to make and how many houses I needed to sell. And if it was going in the wrong direction with a client, i dumped them pretty fast.
0: Prioritizing.
1: Prioritizing.
0: So what would you say the number one thing was for you to jumpstart your career that was most important in terms of daily activities when you got started?
1: Prospecting. As soon as I started real estate, I started doing open houses religiously every weekend for everyone. That's all I did. So I think I started in May or something. And the following year, I was in the 100% Club. Fantastic. But I just every weekend was doing that. And that's how I got started. I also was a, a figure skating coach. I used to teach power skating. I still do a little bit right now. but um, So I had a big clientele that I used for my first, little, my first list. And there's still some of those people with me and still using me, which is great. So that kind of helped me get going as well.
0: So, from year one in the business to now, what's the most important activity that you do today? Prospect. So, nothing changed.
1: Nothing changed. It's
0: still the most consistent,
1: consistent, consistent, doing the same thing. Yeah, it's, you have, there's nothing there's nothing mysterious about it, really. Right? You just have to stay with it and be in it 100. percent I mean, you can't be in this business part time. You have to live, breathe, and eat it, and then find a way to balance it. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Tell me about about, prospecting is important, but from year one to year 18, how did you build your clientele? Because your your year today, you sell a lot more real estate today. So
1: how did you build that? It's about building your business and keeping your clients loyal. And so I've really tried to focus a lot just on my existing clients, my past clients, my sphere.
0: So what are some of the things you do?
1: I write personal notes to them twice a year. I'm just in the process of doing that now. That's about four or five hundred personal notes sent out to them, and we I do notepads too. Uh, we we farm a, an area, and that's we do notepads, and that's it. And walk around and knock on doors <laughs> a lot. A lot. Yeah.
0: And still do open houses.
1: Do open we get people to do our open houses? In all honesty, we do have other people doing them. We would do them if they really, really want us to. But um, I figure my time can be spent doing something else
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, than that
0: so speaking about time tell me what does an average day look like for you
1: an average day would be obviously getting up around 730 going to the gym um, a couple times a week and then mornings are set aside uh, for prospecting and then after that is usually appointments
0: committed to that schedule do you try
1: to try to I mean no one's perfect
0: what's a must for you each day
1: I'm must is to contact new prospects, trying to get new business all the time. I mean, obviously, my life has always been my three children and me, and then sometimes that gets in the way. But what I learned probably a couple of years into that was that I had to start plugging in my, my family time because I wasn't doing it, and I was missing a lot of stuff. Mm. So now I've learned that very well, that, no, this is... I can meet you this time or this time, but I have something else going on in between that or whatever. So I don't not do my, my family time because it's just not worth it anymore.
0: It's just an appointment.
1: It's just an appointment. I have an appointment. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. They don't have to know that. But I need my own time because, as you know, we work seven days a week, 24 hours a day, basically. My phone goes on at 7 and it goes off at 11. And I'll be talking to clients at 10 o'clock at night sometimes. But you love it. I love it. I wouldn't be here if I didn't love it. I don't do not do anything I don't want to do. And I don't think that if you don't love this profession, it shows and you don't do well. People pick up on that energy. So you have to love what you do in this business to do well and to keep repeat people coming.
0: Mm-hmm. So repeat referral. So what keeps you motivated?
1: Money. <laughs> so, I mean, to be honest, it's money. I mean, it, it's it's a nice... I'm doing well and, and I like what it's giving me and I like the people I'm meeting and, the, and who I'm working with. Um, I've been very fortunate that it's gone well, but I think that's that's not by chance, that's by hard work. and I mean, I have a part, a business partner that he and I work together, so that helps. Nine years ago when we, when we came together, that helped give us some both relief to have family time or off time because it does burn you out. Mm-hmm. Um, motivation, I just, I, I, as I said in the beginning, I, I, I like to win and I, I like to do well and I don't do anything half. If I, I, if I just start doing it half, I'll leave, but I I like it I enjoy it. I enjoy the, the chase and then the success and the winning of the multiple offer and the, you know, getting the clients their house and they're happy or selling it and they're happy. I just like that. That motivates me when that pleasure comes.
0: Mm -hmm. There's a connection there for you. Mm Mm-hmm there's a lot of various people listening to this podcast. You have a lot of knowledge. Um, I'd like to just talk to you a little bit about the progression of your career and some of the things that you learned during, you know, years zero to five, year five to
1: 10, 10 to 15. Any what well, for
0: you during those times? That I made it
1: Yeah, that <laughs> my children grew up. Um, the first five years were a bit of a blur because as I said, I had little children to worry about and dropping them out dropping the little one off at preschool and I remember being in a van, we we're going to open houses and I drove by the school with the with about the, six of us realtors in the bus. I said, okay, this is where my son is at preschool. If I can't pick him up at twelve thirty to take him to the other school, can somebody come and do it? Like here he is. So that was that was the challenge, but it was fun. I mean we when we first started when I first started there was a lot of there still is a lot of great people here. I mean I've always been at the same brokerage. And that's why. I mean, I've stayed here because of the people, and they we're good friends, and we worked together well. And I found in the very beginning, when I was a brand new agent, there wasn't anyone that wouldn't help me. And there was big agents that are still here. What do you need? And they, you know, they didn't, There was no problem with them helping you at all. And, and you know, what do I do here? This is what you do here. You know, and Linda Monte gave me some really good words of wisdom once, and it was quite funny, but it was great. Like I worked, whatever. I was doing. So 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 environment has been important for you. Oh, oh, environment has to be. I am not a a quiet, I'm I'm an outspoken person, as you know, and if I don't like it, I'm going to tell you. So I've got to be in an environment where people can handle that, and also change is very important, and people have to be able to handle that around me as well. Um, So that's all it's been over the last 17 years, is I'm progressively changing. I would say at about, I don't know, the five or six year mark, I realized as far as what wasn't working, you know, don't waste your money on this and this and this and do this. So that's kind of things you learn along the way, where to spend the money, where not to spend the money, because this business is very expensive, can be, and you can control a lot of it, Mm -hmm. and still get the same results. Right. And giving your client the full package that they deserve as well, so. It's learning when to say no. We're learning when to set your limits and and sometimes firing firing clients when they're just not jiving with you instead of them dragging you down. And one deal could, could destroy your whole year just because of the way it is or the person that you're dealing with. But along the way, I could say 99% of my clients are amazing. And that that, I'm a people person, so that has made it very enjoyable. You know, they'll say to me, I'm sorry to drag you out. I go... <laughs> This is my job, and this is what I do. So it's okay for me to show you a house <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> on a Sunday, That's, I work on a Sunday. Exactly. Don't want to bother you. Well, please bother me. Bother me. But so I have a lot of good friends from this business too, from clients. That's uh, another thing I've made a lot of really met and have kept a lot of very nice people with me. So.
0: You're always growing. I watch you. I see you. You, you said growing earlier. Mm. What does 2018 have in store for you?
1: 2018 has in store for me now that I'm I'm on two boards now. So I'm gearing towards moving up to Thornbury. We have a home up there. So my husband hopefully will retire in the next couple of years, and so I'm moving my business up there. So that this year is going to be probably working more because uh, I'll be trying to start a business and still maintaining this one and still growing it here as well. So it's going to be fast. It's already started out fast, so. A busy year. It's already a busy year, which so is great. I mean, we're not busy, we're not making money, right? A busy year. Very. And more growing. I, I think you have to continue to grow. You have to change. I mean, there's a lot, the, even in technology in our business, you have to continue. To. You can't be the same person I was 17 years ago. Uh, it, it, you wouldn't survive here. You know, there's something that probably that I'll never learn just because I'm at a different stage and the new people coming in are very, very techy. I mean, I we hired an assistant to help us with that. Um, but I don't think... You can't stay stagnant in this business. You have to learn how to adapt because the people we're dealing with are different.
0: So for our listeners who may be just joining, brand new, zero to five, five to ten, you have such a wealth of wisdom. What... What one thing would you like to share with, with our listeners?
1: Well, the persistent thing is, is stay committed to what you're doing. Stay your path, believe in what you're doing. Uh, I would talk to as many people as I could to see what worked for them because everyone's done it. You don't need to reinvent the same wheel, and we've all made the same mistakes. So but stay the path. I mean, people give up after a year. They, they get frustrated they're not getting anywhere. It takes five years to farm an area, to get something out of it consistently. Then you've got to stay with it. So, unfortunately, a lot of people do give up and you keep you know keep jumping around from place to place. It's not going to work. That's great advice. Thank you, Barb. You're welcome.
0: When I have an agent that comes to me in frustration, because it happens, right? Yeah. We get frustrated. Pieces like I've been frustrated in my career. I used to get a seven-year itch when yeah, I sold I always, a real estate. Seven-year itch in real estate, and I'm either leaving the business or I have to recreate myself I'm in here some here, way. So I'm still
1: here. Mine's like ten. So I'm surprised and I'm here.
0: sometimes <laughs> what comes up is, well, you know, I'm going to go to XYZ company because they, they give They're going to
1: give me they're leads. They're going to give me leads. Yeah. And when I hear that, I just... That's why I, what I like, said stop jumping around. Right. Like, don't jump. You've got to stay the park call Because wherever you go, there you are. It's You're going to take the problem it's, with you. It's gonna <laughs> change unless if you don't want to go out there And I mean we could prospect more I mean your life I like I like more of a a quality of life now than I I did like I I really value that so but I know how much I need to prospect I know what my number is you know I want to make this much money I know how many houses I gotta sell how many people I've got the whole board done I know where it's all coming from and I know how much more I gotta go out there and get
0: and it's up to you
1: it's up to me it's up to me so technology
0: you've introduced it into your business but you don't rely on it Oh no! All those
1: people think that you are gonna a oh, generation program. Okay, it doesn't work, people. <laughs> it's not. It may get you a couple deals, but it's not getting you to where you want to be. So no magic bullet. There's nothing magical. It's all old school. But um, you know, you can tell people to your boom base. They're not gonna listen. Yeah. And some of these new people coming in, I think they think technology is the way they do. Going to do this. They're gonna get on there, they're gonna put ads and post this and post that and post that and sit back and wait for someone to call them. It's not gonna happen. You're gonna go broke. It's expensive. But you are integrating. We do it. you are going I mean, well, we into lead generation, and we do all that stuff. But we have a cap, and we have a limit,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Because it's not the way. It's not the be all and the end all. No, it's a portion of how you. Probably, and it's I, passive prospecting. Yeah, and you well, you need different funnels. You've got to have passive coming in. To, I should have said that too. You, you need funnels from three different areas coming in to make it work. It's not just one thing, mm-hmm. but the one that does work. Is your past clients, of course. If you treat them well and you take care of them, then they'll come back. And um, prospect. So sweat equity or check equity? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly, both. You sweat, you get a check. It's like a safety. You you get used to it. And when people say, what motivates you? Money. Of course it does. I'm not going to lie. Oh, gee, I like the way uh, my car smells. No, it's like... (laughs) Well, I'm motivated by money. We all are. Because... What? Not because of what it is. No, but it's because of what it can, right, what it does for me. And I have my children that I spoil, and we, we do nice things together, and we're having a good quality of life right now. It's not, I say, look at guys, this isn't forever. When I retire, Christmas isn't going to look like this anymore, people. Like, you know? But right now, I have the ability to help them out. I mean, I have a son that's trying to get into fire, and I've spent thirty thousand dollars on on applications and recertifications and tests to help him up. So, what really motivates you, Barb, is yeah. Your kids, my children, my family. I like making them happy, keeping them. Well, I, I've taught them how to take care of themselves. My older son, I'm, ha- I'm going to be a grandmother in, in May, which I'm very excited about. But my older son and his girlfriend had an accident last year in December, and so for five months they weren't working, they couldn't work. So that was like a year, like a year ago. So now they're just trying to get back on their feet, and he's been, str- and he was would have been hired. For a full-time fire job, but he had a broken leg and he couldn't. you have to do all these physical testing, right? So he couldn't do it. Um, so th- they have struggled, and now they're pregnant with their first child, and he's this close to being on fire. which hope he gets on, but he uh, helped them. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm greedy and want money, and that I have to have it, and I'm because I didn't come from a wealthy family, and I'm not by any means. I'm wealthy with with love and experience and family is what I'm wealthy with. It's not like I'm piling on the money and have, a, have to find a place to store it. But I just, I like that I can offer them some some privileges that they might not have gotten and struggled from And When I first was single, I didn't have a car, didn't have a job, but had three kids. And their father was around, but I was the, the 100% caregiver, and I said, okay, uh, we better get moving here and do something. So that's why it's a sink or swim with me and I just I'm not gonna fail I'm not gonna fail it in the beginning I did miss stuff with my kids because I was trying I one I was a one-arm paper hanger and I was like well, this is not working <laughs> mm-hmm. so I'm trying to figure out
0: you also um, make big contributions in your community
1: yeah I mean like I when you go to you know when you go to the checkout and they say we well, give to sick kids and I say I already give it I think they don't, they don't believe me. Well, we do. Every time we sell a home, we give, I give to sick kids, and I give to uh, heart and stroke, and, um, uh, about, and breast cancer, sorry. Breast cancer is very close in my family, so it um, definitely came to that one. And I used to give back to, um, I give to the local sports teams. I used to sponsor a lot of hockey teams. I was teaching power skating, too, and my children played hockey, so I was always sponsoring. We still sponsor some teams of our clients. Do so we do a lot? It's important. I've lived here 27 years. It's like people know me. They know my children, and that's helped. that helps a lot now, too, as well, with business. But uh, it's important. I come from a small town, and you you shop in your own backyard. You you do all your shopping here. You support your community. And that's what I learned from being raised in a small town up north. Mm -hmm. And from my father. He was in sales, too. You keep it local.
0: Contribution is the cornerstone of community. Right. Right. Beautiful. Thanks, Barb. Thank you for listening to the Driven Real Estate Podcast. To listen to more success stories,
1: visit our website at hallmarkdriven.com.